All right, we'll be in Psalm 32 tonight. Psalm 32. Just the first six verses. I know I've probably preached through this psalm before, but there's a good a good message here for us, a good reminder for us as we look at this psalm. Uh, this is one of my, my favorites. There's probably for all of us, we probably have those 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 favorite chapters, those favorite passages, those favorite verses that we just kind of come back to. Those verses that, that at some point in time in our life, they really spoke to us. Maybe there was something going on in that particular moment, and God was able to work through His Word by the Holy Spirit to speak to us through a certain verse or a certain chapter. And for me, this is one of them. This is one that I find myself uh, coming back to from time to time. It's a good reminder. Uh, it reminds me uh, where I am as a sinner. It reminds me my uh, need for the Lord. It reminds me of just how, how bad of a condition sometimes that our sinfulness will get us into. Uh, the burden that we feel from that. The, uh, the pressure that we feel from that. And the, and the, the way that it kind of zaps our joy, steals our joy. And uh, this is a good psalm for us to look at if we're struggling with sin. If there's some sin in our life, if there's something that shouldn't be there. Uh, this is a good reminder and good instruction for us as to what we should do uh, with that sin in our life. So, let's pray and we'll jump in. <clears throat> Father God, we come to you tonight and I pray that you be with us as we look at these words. As we uh, think about these very words that David says, God, we can't, we can't say them any better than what's written in your word, dear Lord. So help us to... Help us to see these words. God, maybe that needs to be our very prayer. Maybe there's some in here tonight that as they read these words, God, that's the prayer of their heart. That's what they want to say, and maybe they didn't have the words to say it. So, God, uh, let us just use your words. There's nothing better that we can use, God. And I pray that if, if there's some sin in anybody's life tonight, in any, in any of our lives, God, something that we're struggling with that shouldn't be there, maybe that conviction's already there in our heart. And God, maybe these verses are being brought to our attention tonight for that reason. So I pray that the Holy Spirit would do the work, dear Lord. Let us hear what we need to hear from these verses. And if we're living in sin, God, let us be repentant of that. Let us come to you and seek you. And let us leave this place tonight with joy in our heart. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we read Psalm 32, it's a Psalm of David. Now, as you read about the life of David, you know that he had uh, uh, at least one major sin that, that's kind of the most well-known, and that is that he commits adultery with uh, Bathsheba. So David knew uh, very well what it meant to sin, and sin in a mighty way. I mean, this was a big sin. David was the king of Israel. Uh, he was the man that God chose to lead that nation after Saul, who was a, who was a bad king to him. And here was David, uh, who was to be a man of God, uh, but was caught in this horrendous sin. And David is pretty well known for that. So when we read these prayers of David or these words of David in, in the Psalms where it talks about his struggle with sin or the burden that he feels from living in that sinfulness, uh, we know that David knows what it's like to sin greatly against the Lord. And we too may sometimes sin against the Lord, even though we may be his children. It may be that there are some in here tonight that you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord and you've never come to the Lord and, and got that grace and got that forgiveness. Or perhaps there are some of us that, yeah, we've, we've received that grace, we've accepted Jesus Christ, but maybe there's some sin that we've allowed to creep into our life that's really affecting our relationship with God, and it also affects our relationships 
uh, with other people. In verse 1, chapter 32, verse 1, David says, How joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is the man the Lord does not charge with sin, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Now that is a, a joyful thing. If, if, if you are in this room tonight and you have come to Jesus Christ and you have asked Him to forgive you of your sins and you've made Him your Lord and Savior, you know exactly the joy that I'm talking about. You know that joy that comes from all of a sudden knowing the truth, knowing in that instant that you're a sinner, but knowing in that instant that Jesus loves you, knowing that in that instant that by His blood that was shed, by His death on the cross, that when you come to Him and ask Him to forgive you, when you follow Him, when you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, all of those sins are forgiven. And there is a joy that cannot be explained. You cannot explain that to an unbeliever. You cannot explain that joy to someone who has never experienced it. Now David has experienced that joy. He says here, How joyful is the one whose transgressions are forgiven. It's a beautiful thing when we realize just how sinful we are, but just how gracious God is. We can't fully appreciate how gracious God is until we fully realize how sinful we are. David got that. David understood that. If you want to read some more uh, kind of along these same, same lines of what David is talking about in this psalm, you can read Psalm 51, another beautiful psalm where David is pouring out his heart to the Lord uh, in his sinfulness. It says in verse 3, when I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was drained as in the summer's heat. Now here David explains to us what sin does in our life. And we probably all get this. We understand what sin does. If we see sin in our life, what we need to do is we need to repent of that. We need to come to the Lord and come before the Lord and say, Look, God, I see this sin there. I don't want to live this way. I want to be obedient to you, so God, forgive me. But oftentimes what may happen in our life is we may, we may not deal with our sin quickly. We may let our sin linger on. We may give in to whatever that sin is. And pretty soon we become so weighed down with sin that our relationship with the Lord is affected. How can we have a good relationship with the Lord if we are living in sin? Well, we can't. And we begin to feel the shame, and we begin to feel the guilt of that, and we begin to feel the weight and the burden of that sin. And David says, when I kept silent, that is, he wasn't, he wasn't repenting, he wasn't calling out to the Lord, he didn't have a good relationship with the Lord, he wasn't uh, corresponding with the Lord and praying to the Lord like he should. When I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. There's a certain groaning, I think, in our spirit, maybe even in a physical sense that we groan because of our sinfulness, because of the, the stress and the burden that comes because of our sins, and we get that. David says his bones became uh, brittle, or, 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 or his bones were, or were waxed, I believe, some translations say. Uh, I don't believe that his bones, uh, bones physically became brittle, but he was saying that in his very core, uh, he, was, he, he could feel the pressure, he could feel the burden of that sin in his life. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. Boy, that's, that's pretty tough. 
if you've lived in sin or maybe you're living in some sin right now and you understand that burden that David is talking about. Maybe you feel the very hand of God down on you. You feel that conviction because you know you're not living the way you should be. You know you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. You know that sin is more important to you than God is to you in this point in your life. And you feel that. Your spirit groans when, when you get in that way. You, you understand that, that burden. Some of you possibly have experienced that before. And David was experiencing the hand of God It was heavy on him. God's hand is wonderful when it's lifting us up and we are in the comfort of his hand and the protection of his hand. But it's a fearful thing when we feel like God's hand is pressing upon us. And that's what sin does to us. It, it affects our relationship with God. God wants us to draw near to him. He wants us to be obedient to him. He wants to be a shield to us. But oftentimes we begin to get caught up in sin and we feel God's hand heavy upon us. David says that his strength was drained. It is draining. When we are living in sin and we're feeling the burden of that and the worries of that and the stresses of that, it affects us in a physical way. We probably can't sleep as good at night. We have bad dreams. We're dreaming about these things because they're on our mind, because that conviction is there, because we know we shouldn't be doing this, and there's a certain stress and a certain burden and a worry and a fear. All of that comes upon us when we are living in sin, and David was feeling that. He was feeling it to his very core. He felt the hand of God pressing down on him in this situation in his life. For day and night your hand was heavy on me, my strength was drained as in the summer's heat, Selah. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not conceal my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. And therefore, let everyone who is faithful pray to you at a time that you may be found where great floodwaters come, they will not reach him. Now David explains the, the burden that comes along with that sin, but then he goes on to say he didn't stay in that sin. Instead, he called out to the Lord. He confessed his sin to the Lord. He didn't conceal it anymore. Not that the Lord doesn't see our sin. He knows our sin whether we confess it to him or not. But we have to confess our sin to the Lord. We have to repent of that. We have to turn from whatever sin may be in our life, and we have to turned to him and David said look I acknowledge my sin to you did not conceal my iniquity I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you took away the guilt of my sin and that's why David can say at the beginning how joyful is the one whose transgressions are forgiven because he had experienced great forgiveness from the Lord because he had confessed his sin to the Lord. He had come to the Lord. There was a time where he wasn't going to the Lord, where he wasn't confessing his sin, and he could feel it. The pressure of that was weighing on him. But when he humbled himself before the Lord, when he really cried out to the Lord, and it's not just a repeating words, oh God, I'm sorry for sinning, uh, please forgive me. It's not just a, an uttering of words, but it's a change of heart. And as we begin to recognize sin in our life, and we begin to confess that, and we really begin to humble ourselves before the Lord, and we seek Him, and we seek forgiveness, and we really cry out to Him with all of our heart, and we confess to Him our sins, and God is faithful to forgive us. And in an instant, 
in that moment that we fully give it to the Lord, that we fully repent, there's a certain joy that comes over us. There's a certain peace that comes over us. There's a certain restoration that comes over us because we are no longer uh, desiring our sin more than we are desiring the Lord. We are now seeking the Lord with all of our heart and it changes everything. When we're living in sin, it makes us have a bad attitude. It makes us uh, think negatively. It makes us act negatively toward God, toward other people. But the moment that we humble ourselves before the Lord and God begins to change our heart, we recognize that forgiveness is there. It changes our relationship with God. It changes how we interact with each other, with other people. All of that comes through forgiveness. And boy, when we receive that forgiveness, when we have sinned so bad and we feel that we are so far away from the Lord that He doesn't hear us, and we humble ourselves before Him and call out to Him and realize that He is still there, that He does hear us and that He has forgiven us, even though that we are not worthy of it. What a powerful and wonderful thing that is. If you've ever been forgiven of a sin, you know what I'm talking about. And I believe that all, many if not all in here, have been forgiven of sins. You understand that joy. You understand that excitement. And what we have to do with that when we experienced what David has felt, when we experienced that joy of having our transgressions forgiven, when we praise the Lord and we are living in the joy of the Lord and we are praising God and we are humble and we are grateful and we are thankful because we didn't deserve that forgiveness, when we receive that, God calls us to give it to other people. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where we, we can really tell, is God working in our heart? Is God really changing my heart? Am I forgiving people in the way that I have been forgiven? If we've experienced that same joy by the forgiveness that we've received by the Lord, then we need to be faithful to forgive those who may have done us wrong. We need to be faithful to forgive them. It's not easy to do, but it's what God calls us to. There's great joy in forgiveness. Maybe there are some tonight that's got some sin that's, that's, just, that's just nagging you. You've been given into it. You need to give it to the Lord tonight. Or maybe there's somebody that you need to forgive. And maybe tonight God's placed that on your heart. If we've got sin in our life, let's give it to the Lord. If there's somebody that's sinned against us, let us be faithful to forgive them just as God has forgiven us. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for these good words and I pray that you would help us to live by them. I pray, God, that we would all be living in the joy of forgiveness and not be living in the, in the burden of sin, dear Lord. It just gets us stressed and worried and it just uh, it, it, it steals our joy, God. I pray that if there's one in this room that has never accepted Jesus Christ and put their trust in Him, God, I pray that tonight that they would do so, that they would experience that joy of forgiveness for the first time. God, I pray that if there are some in this room that are yours that may be living in sin, there may be something that's in their life that, that shouldn't be there, that they would just give it to you. Maybe they've been holding it in. Maybe they feel the pressure of that, dear Lord. Maybe they feel the conviction of that. But dear Lord, Davis, David gives us the, uh, the instructions here. He, he tells us what to do, dear Lord. Your word tells us here that we need to call out to you, that we need to confess our sin to you, dear Lord. We don't need to conceal it anymore. But we need to call out to you, and you, you hear us, God. You are faithful to forgive us. You take away our guilt. You take away the burden that comes from that sin. And God, if there are some that have brought some sin before you tonight or are going to in the next few days, dear Lord, through your conviction in the Holy Spirit, dear Lord, I pray that you just would lift them up, give them that joy, and help them to, 
live obediently to you. God, help us to take this message and also use it as we encounter those maybe who have wronged us, that we would be, uh, we'd be faithful to forgive them, dear Lord, that we would so, show some compassion. God, we've been forgiven not because we deserve it. We've been forgiven because you love us. So God, help us have your love and help us to have your compassion and forgive those who may come against us, not because they deserve it, dear Lord, but because we love them. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.